0: Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show.
1: Broadcasting from our flagship studio in Tampa Bay, this is Martha Brangenberg, and I'm today's host for the I Work For Him radio show. I want to thank you so much for tuning in to the I Work For Him radio today, and our goal today is to help you to learn about some new resources that can help you, our listeners, connect what you learn on Sunday with what you're doing in your nine-to-five. You know, R.G. Laterno was an amazing businessman, and he lived on 10% of his income and, was, and chose to give the rest of it to Kingdom Impactful Ministries. So not only did he design some of the huge, heavy equipment that you and I see being used every day, but he also taught us about reverse tithing. So in his legacy, he, there is a school that, in Texas that bears his name, Letourneau University, and it has formed the Center for Faith and Work. And today, I want to welcome Bill Peel, who is the Executive Director for Letourneau's Center for Faith and Work. Bill, thanks for joining me on the show today.
2: Hello, Martha. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for welcoming me. Excuse me. <laughs> you,
1: you are very welcome, but I do feel welcome to the show today, and I want to give our listeners a little bit of background on today. Uh, Jim and I kind of faced a dilemma early this morning when, after a week of fighting this wonderful pollen this time of year in Florida... Um, the pollen has won and has stolen his voice and so we had to have a discussion as much as we could discuss with him having no voice and uh, talk about what are we going to do about the show today and the fact that we make a very big point of always reading the books that we interview about that was one of the dilemmas I said I haven't read the book yet Jim Um, but I I went upstairs I said I'm going to think about it I'm going to pray about it I came back downstairs and I said you know it's Bill Peel that I'm interviewing today and and Bill you are such a great guy you have always been very welcoming and warm to Jim and I and an encourager and so I am happy to be able to be the host of the I work for him show today and have you as my guest.
2: Well Martha Jim's dilemma is my pleasure so I'm I'm glad you're doing this and <laughs> I'm looking forward to our conversation today.
1: Oh, thank you. You know, a little later in the show today, we're going to be giving away a copy of a book that you um, co-wrote with Walt Larimore called Workplace Grace." And based on that topic, I looked in scripture and picked a verse for our show today, and it is psalm eighty four eleven and it says, "For the Lord God is our Son and our shield. He gives us grace and glory. The Lord will withhold no good things from those who do what is right. And I don't know about you, but I find the Psalms have so much richness in there. And in the middle there where it just says he gives us grace and glory, I think that that's what we need to cling to as we look at our workplace and how we can be the light of Christ there. And as we talk about that later in the show, I just I just wanted to bring up that verse. So we have about a minute before we Beautiful. go to our—you our, bet. Before we go to break, and I just want to ask you a question for our listeners to get to know you a little bit, and what are you hoping— that the Lord is going to do in your life this year?
2: Well, uh, I've been praying for a long time that uh, God would help me experience the patience that I actually have in Jesus Christ. <laughs> and a, a fellow uh, really helped me with that the other day. Uh, this was actually a term from a, a business consultant that he'd picked up, but uh, it's a, a patient urgency for change. You know, and so we, we're mm. urgent for the Lord to make the changes in our world, in our own lives. Uh, that um, that he needs to make, but uh, there's a patience in his timing and his way that I've continually got to learn, and so that's something that you know I'm thinking about a lot every day. That <laughs> is great. So when we being...
1: we have Bill Peel from the Center for Faith and Work from Letourneau University as our guest today. And Bill, right before the break, you were talking, uh, you're a very brave person to put anything with the word patience in something that you're hoping that the Lord does in your life. So um, why don't you just finish up that thought for me? I love it. You were talking about the urgency of being patient.
2: Well, there's there's always, um, all throughout the scripture, there's this urgency for the spread of the gospel and for our own spiritual growth as well that's continually put before us. And yet, uh, you know, it's really important to understand that God works at his own pace in our lives and other people's lives as well. As well. And when we're not patient, when we're not urgent, we're not passionate about, you know, what God wants to mm. do in our lives and others' lives. But when when, when we're impatient about that, uh, we put ourselves before God and uh, don't recognize that this is really all about his timing, both in our lives and other people's lives as well. And so, while we want to press for the change, we also want to sit back and rest and uh, relax in the fact that God is on his schedule. Everything is right on time, and uh, we just need to need to sit back and relax in his grace and love and believe that he does give us the grace and glory uh, <laughs> to get through life as you know as he's designed it for us
1: most definitely you know that really applies a lot to this whole what's being called a faith and work movement or whatever you want to call it is the sense that i believe that there are a lot of ministries that do feel the urgency that w- we want more people to understand that what they do every day matters and the people around them are their mission field but yet being patient and don't going not going before the lord is exactly what jim and i try to focus on all the time. So I love that. I think a lot of people could really take that to heart. So oh, as- well, it's
2: it's so easy Martha to, you know, so believe in what you're after and what you you know, mm-hmm. God has put on your heart to accomplish, whether it's a, a ministry, whether it's a business, whether it's a family, whatever it is. And we we get in front of God a lot of times, and that yeah. causes all kinds of problems.
1: It is a dangerous place to be. So, Bill, let's talk about where God has you right now. You have been a part of the Center for Faith and Work at Letourneau University for, mm-hmm. what, a little over six years, right?
2: Correct, correct.
1: And yeah, so tell uh, us how you got there and and what you're doing on, in that um
2: well, it actually happened thirty years ago this month um i uh, was pastoring a church in Texas and really felt called to disciple people in the marketplace, so I stepped out and began to do that thirty mm-hmm. years ago this month, and uh mm-hmm. have since then. Uh, pretty much dedicated my life to this idea that God really cares about people's workplace and wants them to recognize his presence there, to recognize the value of their work. And so six years ago, uh, LaTona University invited me to found their Center for Faith and Work, which is really all about cultivating a vocational renaissance to help people realize that their their work is a a calling from God, just as legitimately as being a pastor or missionary or an evangelist, and yes. then recognizing that God is there at work in them, through them, around them, for them uh, in their workplace, and as you said, giving us, giving us all grace and glory wherever we find our workplaces, whether it's in business or in a church or on a some foreign mission field, or whether it's in the kitchen, you know, making peanut butter sandwiches, wherever our work takes us, God is there, and He uh, is very interested in what we're doing because it's all part of uh, growing his kingdom.
1: And so for our listeners who've listened for any stretch of time, they understand why bringing you on the air just makes sense because you are putting into practice, you have for 30 years, this whole concept of discipling people and telling them, helping them to understand God's view of what they do every day and how much it matters. So in the minute that we have left, if you can just set up a little bit what the Center for Faith and Work is all about, that would be great.
2: Well, we're all about championing R.G. Letourneau's legacy, which uh, you described uh, as as you opened. And what most people, a lot of people know the story of him giving away 90% of his income, but most people don't realize that the reason he did that was because God was his senior business partner. So the question wasn't how much of God's money does he keep, you know, mm-hmm. uh, of God's how much of his money does he give to God, but how much of God's money, you know, he keeps for his own uh, upkeep. And so that began when God, when Mr. Laterno gave God his business some 30 years before that. Mm-hmm. And so it's our job now to help people connect with that and connect people with each other and learn and grow in grace uh, and learn how they can follow Christ, what that actually looks like uh, to follow Christ in in the workplace.
1: So you were talking um, about how R.G. Letourneau um, had a business that he gave, he was business partners with God. And that in itself could be a whole show talking about that and how, what an example it is. I know I've heard the name RG Laterno all of my life because he was a huge influence on my father in his entrepreneurial business and how mm. he ran things. Mm. So I know the legacy and I appreciate it and it has impacted my life. Um, so I want to step back though, because I don't want to miss Assuming that people even know what Laterno University is, so we have R.G. Laterno, who was a businessman and understood that he he wanted to be in business with with God as his partner, and then eventually it led to him actually starting this university. So why don't you pick up and tell a little bit of his story? Yes, uh, R.G. L. was
2: born in 1888 in Vermont and had a, a, interestingly enough, (laughs) made it all the way through the seventh grade uh, in his education and just decided he was grown up and went Mm -hmm. to work (laughs) and uh, just through the School of Hard Knocks, uh, Mm -hmm. just learned a lot. He's actually, uh, you know, a a self-taught engineer. Uh, When he died, he had 300 engineering patents. Uh, He had built a uh, a really a manufacturing empire, building giant earth-moving machines. The machines that really have built our highway infrastructure in America Mm -hmm. were, uh, if if they weren't his machines, they had his patents, you know, making them work. Here, he also uh, made, designed, and made seventy percent of the earth-moving equipment that uh, the CBs and the Corps of Engineers used in World War II. And uh, But, you know, he he almost missed his calling as a young man. Uh, he came to Christ in his, in his mid-teens, but dedica- didn't dedicate his life fully to Christ until his late 20s. And when he did that, he assumed he was going to become a missionary, because that's what two of his sisters, you know, had become. And he thought being all in for God meant that he would have to be a pastor or a missionary. And so, fortunately, he went to his pastor, and his pastor gave him some great advice after they prayed together. Uh, His pastor told him, God needs businessmen as much as he needs pastors and missionaries. And so Mr. Letourneau said, okay, if that's what God wants me to be, I will be his businessman. For the next 50 years, he... Really worked at uh, living that out in his in his life, and uh, uh, found some other Christian business people to learn together, to study God's word together, to figure out what that what that really meant, and became the best known Christian businessman in America in the nineteen forties and nineteen fifties. Mm-hmm. Uh, right after World War Two, he was looking for a, a place. Uh, to build a new plant that was uh, near a source of steel, and ended up in Longview, Texas, uh, which is two, miles, two, uh, two hours east of Dallas, down Interstate 20. And uh, he noticed that there was a, actually his wife, flying over the this area that they were going to purchase, noticed that there was this, uh, this uh, decommissioned army hospital really across the street from the property. And uh, they actually acquired uh, Harmon General Hospital uh, after the war for a, a very small amount of money uh, with the guarantee that they would give it back if the uh, United States went back to war with the Russia. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, that's where they founded Laterno Technical Institute. And so their first students in 1946 were GIs coming out of the... Uh, out of the armed forces and wanting engineering degrees. And they would work uh, one day, go to school the next, and then there was another group that uh, flip-flopped that. And so they got this highly technical, highly practical engineering degree. And that's been part of the le- legacy of Letourneau, uh University ever since. Uh, our engineers, when they graduate, they can go to work the first day. It's not just book learning to them. it's wow. It's real hands-on learning. And the other part that's really part of our DNA at, at the university is this idea that work matters to God, that whatever you're doing is is the way you're serving God at that moment, and uh, that all work is God's work. If it's legitimate human work meeting legitimate human needs, then you're actually working for God. And just like Mr. Laterno saw building these giant earth-moving machines as his way of fulfilling this first great commandment that happens in Genesis 1 of filling Mm -hmm. the earth and bringing it to full flower uh, in Genesis 1.28. We still teach our students, and they graduate, understanding that when they go to work as an engineer, or an aviator, or a nurse, or an educator, or a scientist, or a business person, that that their work belongs to God, and uh, they're serving God in their work.
1: So they're actually learning that in their classes. They're actually having professors that have that same understanding um make that translation between what they're learning and incorporating um those the principle that they're working for the Lord.
2: Absolutely. And you know there there are wonderful Christian schools in in our in our country and but Laterno is distinct in the sense that uh, we don't make a distinction between the secular and the sacred, mm-hmm. uh, which I think has been a huge problem you know in especially in American Christianity but in Christianity across the world is that you know I, i'm i'm the same person whether i 'm at work. Or whether I'm in a worship service, or whether I'm uh, changing my granddaughter's diaper, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm the same person, and God looks at all that and He says, all this belongs to me, and uh, we need to make sure we're seeing ourselves that way. And that's and students that graduate from Laterno understand that they realize that you know their skills and abilities come from God, and they're to use their. Their skills and abilities to serve, you know, God's human race to bring the earth into its ful- fulfillment of what He, God, created it to be, and to serve and, and honor Him in everything they do.
1: I think it would be so great if someday college students didn't even need to be taught that there was a connection; that it was natural; that it that that they understood that principle naturally without it happening. So, um, so if if leterno has always been about this concept of faith and work then how out of that was born the uh, faith and work center
2: well mr leterno died in 1969 and the university after that went through you know some degrees of change uh, mm-hmm. over those years and uh, our new president dr dale lunsford uh, who arrived 10 years ago on campus uh, decided that boy we want we do not ever want to lose this legacy, and so he asked me uh, six years ago to found the Center for Faith and Work just to make sure that uh, we, we we would stay sharp on that issue and really to return the university to its uh, historic voice in the faith and work movement so that 's what mm-hmm. we 've been working on for the last uh, for the last six years here.
1: So I just want to remind our listeners we are talking with Bill Peel, who is the executive director for the Center of for Faith and Work at Laterno University in Texas, and they can be found on their website at centerforfaithandwork.com. And there are so many great resources on that website, and I would just encourage people to take some time and and peruse it and learn about it for themselves. And we're going to talk about some of those resources um, in a little bit. But Bill, I just um, as you've kind of brought us through the History of Laterno University, R.G. Laterno, and his life, and getting back to the basics and making sure that Laterno didn't lose sight of this connection between faith and work. Um, so you were asked to come and start this center. What does that? What it? What is it based on? And what are your hopes and the the goals for the Center for Faith and Work?
2: Well, Martha, we have basically three target audiences, uh, we have uh, we reach out to men and women in the workplace who are out mm-hmm. there in the trenches uh, and helping them to find good resources, encouragement, uh, help, wisdom, to live out their faith effectively in the workplace, to recognize all the help that God is there to give them, to connect them with other Christians, and uh, provide them resources. Secondly, we uh, are of also it's very important to us to uh uh to engage the church and to uh what we call whole life discipleship—in other words, discipleship that's mm-hmm. not just personal and my own pietistic relationship with God, but that touches every area of my life, uh, both public and private—and which obviously means that whatever I'm working at, uh, you know, has got to come under the lordship of Jesus Christ as, as well. And so, we want to help churches begin to realize, you know, the importance of the workplace. Uh, to to discipling people and to helping them uh, understand what it means to follow Christ with their whole lives. In fact, it, the the danger here is if we're not discipling people. Making whole life disciples and including the workplace in this the workplace is actually going to disciple people for the church uh mm, there's, there's those are the two options, and that last one is is not a pretty picture as we've seen uh continually you know as as Christianity has eroded in our country here, and so it's very important that a church is not retreat from this opportunity that we have to To make disciples that see their whole lives belonging to Jesus Christ, and we have all kinds of resources, both for individuals and for pastors, uh, to uh, to work at this. And then, lastly, uh, obviously, we uh, work on the campus uh, and uh, reach out to our faculty and staff and students there to keep them sharp in this area as well, and provide them the resources they need to continually talk and uh, uh, and understand this more fully as they grow in their vocational uh, preparation
1: so the 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 campus part is both um, things they're learning in the classroom and then the center comes in and helps them with things outside of the classroom to really reinforce that.
2: Yeah, one of the things that we do that I think is probably one of the most important things is um, to bring we bring people to campus. So that the students can actually see firsthand what it looks to like to follow Christ as an engineer, a business person, a physician, a teacher, uh, and uh, expose them to, to these folks so they can actually see, see what, what this actually looks like uh, when, they get out, when they get out of college.
1: That is great because they are getting to see some of that, you know, practicality when you're in college, it helps so much with once you graduate. So we've been talking with Bill Peel. He is the executive director for the Center for Faith and Work. And you can find them at centerforfaithandwork.com. But I want to uh, go back to this concept of talking about the Faith at Work Center that you work for. And again, this is Bill Peel, the Executive Director for the Center for Faith and Work at Letourneau University in Texas. So, Bill, before the break, you were talking about how um, you were asked to come on board and to start this center. And you have three focuses. You have the workplace people, the um, the churches, to help really understand what whole life discipleship is. And then the the things that you're doing on campus to really engage the students at Letourneau University. So with that information, let's break it down a little bit more. Is it mostly Resource. I guess when I'm looking at it, is is that how you see the Center for Faith and Work as a like a hub, a full of in, information that can help people?
2: Well, that's certainly what our website is. Okay, and uh, we have this. It's this huge nexus of of information uh, that people can access and find all kinds of resources there to help them live their faith at work. There are video profiles out there, examples of people. Who are doing, or who, who are living their faith out at work? There's curriculum for people that want to do small groups. There are actually sermons for pastors who want to start understand how they can actually preach on this. Uh, there are book reviews. There are articles. Probably mostly uh, there are articles just about workplace wisdom, um, and uh, that that we have there. Uh, that people can can find out all kinds of information about what it means to, you know, as a Christian, what does it look like to live out your faith at work? For example, one of the things that we've written on lately is uh, talking politics at work. And so how do you do that? Uh, how do without, you do that? <laughs> without, uh, you know, creating more heat than light. And uh that's a, that's obviously a big a big problem today because yes. the, our country is is so divided about these things and it's uh in our conversations with people we need to realize that there's a way more at stake than you know than being right or proving our point to people that their eternal destiny you know is is at stake as as God uses us to either hopefully pull toward Pull, pull people toward a relationship with him or Satan can use it to push people away from a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus was incredibly, incredibly gracious with people who we would say would be disagreeing with our lifestyles. For example, he was very harsh. He, he really saved his harshness for the religious people. And we need to be incredibly gracious in the workplace with people that disagree with us and don't particularly buy our lifestyles or buy our faith, uh, because it's not going to be until they sense that there's something attractive in us and have some sense of need in their own lives that uh, they can have begin to entertain, a, a, you know, the possibilities of of uh, a conversation about uh, what our faith could mean in in their lives.
1: So if one of our listeners was kind of intrigued by your concept, of, you know, your con- comment about talking politics at work and how um, you can actually draw someone to Christ through a conversation like that, how would they find something on your Center for centerforfaithandwork.com website that would help them with that?
2: Well, all they have to do is uh, find the search tool there, which is at the top of the uh, left-hand column, and type in politics. Okay. and uh that will bring up several articles there that uh, can be helpful to them.
1: And I do want to mention you guys actually have like a every other week or biweekly um newsletter that you can, that people can sign up for to get some information pushed to them as well, isn't that correct?
2: That's that's right. Make Mondays meaningful is a newsletter. It's actually a digest okay. uh that lets people know what the new things are on our website uh or or uh, archived articles also that have to do. If there's something happening in the culture right now that an, an article, an older article that we've run before, has, really speaks to, we'll highlight that. But it's really a digest of, of what's on the website, just to remind people that these resources are there and how right. they can uh, obtain them. So, and they can all they have to do is log on to uh, our website at www.centerforfaithandwork.com and a A subscription thing will pop up, and they can sign up right there. It's very easy.
1: Yes, it is very easy. I've been to your website, and it is just full of information. So when I asked you the question about you being a resource hub, you said, well, that's what our website is. So tell me more. What else is there?
2: Well, we also uh, do a lot of uh, communicating firsthand. Uh, mm-hmm. in workshops on faith and work. And I speak quite a bit about that in different places. And we we also do workshops on uh, workplace evangelism, or I'd rather say uh, becoming spiritual influences at work, because the word evangelism has lots of different meanings to people. Some, yes, it's it positive, does. that's fine. Others, it's quite negative, because they have a Oftentimes, really, an unbiblical view of what uh, of what biblical evangelism really is about. Mm -hmm. That's great. And we we help people understand what what we think uh, is a biblical approach to evangelism, uh, which corresponds to an agricultural model where you cultivate the hard heart of people first. That has to happen. And then you watch for what God is doing in their lives and you join him there, wherever that may be. If they're skeptics, then they need to see, you know, they need to see Christ being lived out in our lives and the relevance of our faith so that they can begin to see, well, you know, hmm, maybe, you know, this person isn't a jerk. I always thought Christians were jerks. Mm -hmm. And then when they become interested, it's time for us to begin to drop spiritual seeds into their into their lives, and hopefully, uh, you know, God's using them, us, and other people in their lives, and uh, they became, can become intrigued with the gospel over time, and we can begin to plant more and more, uh, and uh, till we can be able to share the the message of the love of Christ that we have in His uh, incarnation and life and death and resurrection and ascension, and uh, the forgiveness that we have in Him. I want to just remind you to give my- us.
1: Remind our listeners who we're listening to today. I have as my guest Bill Peel, the executive director for the Center for Faith and Work, and they have a website full of resources at centerforfaithandwork.com. But they are so much more than that. But you can learn about them there. Sign up for their newsletter. Make Mondays meaningful. And then, Bill, you were just telling us that you do live workshops and speaking events to really help educate people in this whole concept of being a spiritual influencer at work. And I do love that word because of the fact that if we have something that we really believe in, we want to influence other people with that same um, goal in mind. And so ha- ha- being an influencer, I agree with you. You know, people know that that means, you know, putting, uh, transferring of information and, you know, them watching you and things like that, which may have a better, you um, uh, Streamline with what you're trying to teach everybody under the, your book, Workplace Grace. So if anybody hasn't, if we haven't had a caller call in yet for the book, um, you can still call in to workplace get a book, Workplace Grace by Bill Peel. You can call 877-943-9673. So Bill, you have the resources on the website. You do workshops. What else is encompassed in the Center for Faith and Work?
2: Well, I tell you what, if your uh if your listeners have kids, if they'd send their children to uh to Leterno University, will work them over really well. That's <laughs> a good plan. Before we plug. send them out into the yes. into the world, they will get a a serious quality education there. Yes. Uh from a Christian perspective, and they will understand that the work they're actually doing while they're there and then when they leave uh, they'll they'll walk out into what what we we believe is their their workplace mission field the, most definitely the,
1: and that's why I wanted to talk about the university up front earlier in the show because I think there are a lot of people I knew about it I know people that have gone there um, and but not everybody may know that there's this great university available and you listed early or earlier all kinds of different um, areas of education so there's a lot of things that are um, available there so people can look that up if they go to the center for faith and I believe there was a link to Letourneau's website so that yes. you didn't have to remember a whole bunch of different URLs. Um, but you had you said there were degrees in there's aviation, business, what are some just a few of the other ones? En-
2: engi- engineering, all, all realms yes. of engineering. Um, uh, let's see, what did you not mention? Um, we Was do have medical? a theology degree. We have nursing degree. Okay. Uh, we have degrees in biomedical science and research and
1: just. So, some pretty intense degrees. And to have yes. um, students come out of that university with understanding that God created them to be able to do this and to do it and spread the gospel at the same time, that's a fabulous thing. So, Bill. This fall, last fall, we had the opportunity to meet you at a Faith at Work summit. Um, So that I'm guessing is an arm. I know it's an arm of the Center for Faith and Work as well, right?
2: Yes, we were fortunate to be one of the founding uh, members of the the Faith and Work Summit, and this last October we were the 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 host organization Mm. that put this together. And so, one of the things that we do. for the faith and work movement itself, is to, is to help people uh, meet each other and connect each other uh, in the faith and work movement, because this has been a largely entrepreneurial venture, and so people all over have popped up doing these ministries. Uh, one person counted, you know, 12,000 different organizations around the world that had jumped up since the turn of the millennium that are addressing faith and work. And one of the most exciting things, I guess probably the most exciting things, Martha, that we're seeing happen in the last five years or so is that pastors are beginning to recognize the importance of uh, equipping people for their workplace. And so they're starting to talk about uh, work in their sermons. They're starting to uh make sure that people have the opportunity to to make application and have the opportunity to think about work in the ministries of the churches and this is an incredibly important part of of what we believe is is going on and so anything that we can do you know as an organization to fan that flame even though it may not benefit us personally it it benefits the benefits the kingdom of god and yes. that's uh, that's incredibly important to us
1: most definitely, and at that summit, you had people from churches and businesses you also there were students many people, what Jim likes to call in the weeds, the people, you know, in these workplaces that want to be told that what they are doing matters. And Bill, we're going to jump in for this last section to talk about your book that you and Walt Lairmore wrote a little while back, but so relevant to our topic today and what we talk about every day, and I work for him, Workplace Grace, Becoming a Spiritual Influence of Work. And I just want to dig right in because we only have a few minutes left left, and just hear, uh, again, what the purpose of the book is, and who might be um, a person that would pick it up and read it.
2: Well, I guess, the, you know, one of, the, one of the things that's very important is that we want to help change the way people think about evangelism. And n- evangelism is often taught and thought of as an event. We think it's a process. And it just, if you think about it, think, if you became a Christian as an adult, It took a process. It took time for you to grow, and there were, you know, maybe hundreds of small little decisions that you made along the way that finally led to that big decision. And our job in evangelism is not to help somebody take that last step of faith, unless that's exactly where they are, but to take one step closer to a relationship with God and to recognize that you're only part of the process, but that God is in control of this thing, and he's bringing people along at at His pace, and so it's our job to join Him in what the Holy Spirit's doing. And when people stop to to, to find that out beforehand, um, th- before they open their big mouths and try to shove something <laughs> down somebody 's throat, you know it 's a lot more palatable. Uh, people actually want to hear you know Peter in first peter three fifteen gives us a really important message. He says, you know always be prepared to give a re- reason for the hope that you have within you right. uh, uh, when asked, but with you know with, with, with gentleness and respect, and a lot of people kind of leave that when asked. <laughs> part about so uh before we open our mouths and start, you know, indoctrinating somebody with the gospel, uh, we need to find out what they're inter- if, if they're really interested. And the things that cause them to be interested, there are a couple of things here. There are things, obviously, that the Holy Spirit has to do in their lives to create that interest, but there are also the ways we live with people and how we do our work
1: mm-hmm. that
2: actually can cultivate an interest uh, and show people that there's something really different about us. So Most for example, definitely. we talk about five C's that are critical to being a person of spiritual influence. Uh, spiritual influence. And the first one is competence. you got to do good work. People don't care if you're a good person until they know you do good work and if we want people to pay attention to our faith we've really got to pay attention to our work nice. uh if you're going to do shoddy work please don't tell people you're Christian because that <laughs> pushes people away it does and secondly is character and i think most people recognize this but they forget that competence really quite frankly goes before character uh, but when we add competence and character together, it really uh, brings authority to what we have to say. Uh, when they see the fruit of the Spirit in us love, joy, peace, patience, <laughs> goodness, mm-hmm. kindness, et cetera. Um And then when we, in the third C is concern, uh, when we show that we're concerned about other people when we remember their name when we remember their kids name when we when we think about what's going on in their lives and stop to find out about that uh then people not only you know will respect what we have to say but uh, it causes them to to be interested uh and god can use that to cause them to be interested in hearing more about why why we're that way? Because those things are not prevalent in the workplace in any kind of uh, concentration in people's lives. And it really it really makes us stand out. And the last C is wise communication. Just making sure that your words are appropriate and uh, they're appealing to people and you're stopping to think about how the gospel specifically uh, impacts their lives in some way uh it's it's really important so that you're not just trying to shove you know a rote answer down their down their throat but you're showing them how Jesus Christ actually answers their their biggest life questions in some significant way uh and if you realize that if you if you wait for the holy spirit uh to guide you and direct you then then you're going to have w- way more success in actually leading people to Christ but you know that's not the, it's really not the point the really the point is that we help somebody take one step closer to Christ
1: most definitely and Bill Peel I want to thank you so much for being my guest today on the I work for Him program We've been speaking with Bill Peel the executive director for the Center for faith and work.com Bill thank you for being such a great guest.
2: It's my pleasure, Martha. Tell Jim to get well, but I did a great job. He may <laughs> have lost his place here.
1: <laughs> well, thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, as you've been listening today, I hope that you've been encouraged to make your workplace your mission field, to understand the connection between what we learn on Sundays and what we do on Monday and how much it matters. You can check them out again at centerforfaithandwork.com. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Martha Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower, my workplace is my mission field, but ultimately, I work for Him.